88.5 triple R. You can find out more on my Instagram at Quiet Fire Radio. Welcome back to Quiet Fire. I'm thrilled now to introduce to everyone from our nation's cultural capital. Lisa Salvo joins me from incredible band on Diamond. How are you, Lisa? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. Now, it's been a couple of weeks now since the release of Candle, but it has so far been an absolutely stunning success. How are you feeling about it at the moment? I'm feeling good. I guess I've started to turn my mind towards writing some new songs. So I've, I've been thinking about Candle a little bit less as the release has, you know, been going on for a couple of weeks now. Trying to get some chill time. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, it strikes me that I'd be guessing to say that getting together and recording that hour, that single might have been one of the last opportunities you had to spend some really kind of intimate time with your bandmates. Is that accurate or, or not? That's very accurate, yeah. It was in January and our drummer, Maria Moles, was going to Berlin. So she left shortly after we recorded that. And we had one more gig planned and we had another drummer friend of ours, Michael Wallace, that was filling in, but we never got to do that gig, unfortunately. So we had a couple of rehearsals with a fill-in drummer after that, but but the recording was the last time we actually all spent together. So I guess that in part this interview is, you know, the one part which is the stunning success of the single in and of itself, but there's also this other aspect, which is releasing music, which is, you know, nostalgia for how much I'm guessing that you miss your bandmates as well to some degree. You probably listened to that song, not so much in the context of what it meant when you wrote it anymore, but actually the time that you spent together for that day or so and um, getting a hug and embrace at the end of the day, perhaps. Definitely, especially now that it's released and you know we're getting feedback from other people about it that really makes me think of my bandmates and and you know usually we would be doing some shows to support the release and we haven't been doing that so just a few texts here and there and I am missing them yeah (laughs) it's an interesting time because of course whilst there is still a bunch of music being released the larger portion of it is from solo artists or just individuals who've had you know maybe some other people playing backing tracks but essentially not at all what you make with On Diamond. You are someone who has jumped between both solo music and band music. Is solo mm-hmm. music something you're kind of looking toward now if, you're, if you want to record something for the rest of the year? Uh, no, I'm not really feeling the itch to record anything at the moment. And I'm pretty focused on On Diamond as the, the project, as the band right now. So I guess I'm just trying to write some new material for us to work through when we can again. The other part that would be really hard for you guys is that obviously you are a band that thrives in the live setting, not exclusively to so much see you live, but also that I would imagine songs are fleshed out through repeated performances. Is that an accurate assumption? Yes, that's exactly the way we do it. So we, we obviously we rehearse, but a lot of the development of the songs takes place on stage. So by the time, although this song was a lot fresher than songs we recorded in the past, or we sort of had rewritten it recently, but certainly with our album, by the time we got into the studio, we were very 
familiar with the songs by playing them live a bunch of times. And that's the most organic way for us to reach a comfortable place with the songs. So um, it also leaves it more open, you know, for interesting sounds to come in. And, um, yeah, so hopefully we can in the near future start at least rehearsing new material, but then it will be really important for us to play them in a live context before recording our next album. Now, you guys released, uh, you've received one of the sort of, well, I personally think one of the higher honours in Australian music when you were nominated and sort of in the mix with the Australian Music Prize last year. Uh, yeah, that was the album, which was self-titled. How did that acknowledgement from the sort of community make you all personally feel about the hard work you'd put into the band and the album over the last few years? Yeah, it was really rewarding, especially since we'd had a few album of the weeks on my favourite community radio stations, which is really nice. And we also had, I was really surprised when we were nominated for Best Album in the Music Victoria Awards that year. So that was the hugest surprise. Australian Music Prize, of course, you, well, for me, to be honest, I hope to get those nominations to make my job easier on an industry level because I'm a DIY artist and it's really, really nice artistically to be acknowledged to have your work acknowledged and your hard work but I guess I don't really need it on that artistic level it's more that when we get those things I'm like oh good this makes my job a little bit easier in trying to push the band do you know what I mean when you're a self-managed artist and you've been working your ass off for so long yeah I guess I see the industry side and the music as fairly separate yeah does that make sense I'm very grateful. I'm extremely grateful and it's really, really nice to be recognised and it helps to spread the music to new people, but it's also kind of essential for you to continue as an artist in the industry side of things to receive those acknowledgements. I think so, absolutely. And I think that those sort of acknowledgements, you know, there's a lot of genres that you can put to the On Diamond band but one of the overarching sentiments is that you're an experimental band you have longer songs with breakdowns there's you know a multitude of genres crossed across the album and that's a dangerous investment in the spotify era um (laughs) you know that as well as anybody so what you need is those awards don't so much grab people they of course they interest people in listening to you on on Spotify or whatever, but you, you really need people to jump at the opportunity to every time on Diamond or at, in their local city that they go to the show because they go, oh, well, there's someone who is in that mix. Those lists come out and people go, oh, well, I have to see that band live. Your band thrives live. That's going to be the, the most important part of your group. Have you noticed that as well? I mean, well, I guess it's not really a great time to ask that question at all, is it? It's, there's no live music <laughs> at all. You guys would be missing it more than anyone, right? Well, I guess we haven't really toured as a band so um that is something that is hopefully in our future yeah and hopefully industry recognition will help in that in getting people to come along to shows locally oh there's so much going on it's always hard to get people to shows and I don't think we've really smashed through those barriers in terms of creating enough hype to be one of the key players in the live music scene. So I think 
in terms of the work we're doing live, yes, it's vital. But in a way, I guess I feel like these questions are pretty industry related. In a way, the work I've put in has been on the recording side, you know, pushing releases and that type of thing and slowly building our audience so that when we do tour, which is an extremely expensive thing to do with five people who are, you know, in their early to mid thirties who aren't going to want to sleep on couches. <laughs> I think we could tour that way. Yeah. I guess my approach has always been, well, we'll tour when people are begging us to tour, which may take a while, but at the same time, I don't know if we're really going to bother doing it before that happens. <laughs> the rest of the band, of course, have all played in, in bands all over Melbourne for a long period of time as well. Do you want to give me a, a rough introduction to who, some, who some of those people in on, on Diamond are? Yeah. So one of the guitarists is Hannah Cameron, who is a folk artist under her own name as well. She's been in the band since before it was on Diamond when it was Lisa Salvo or um, I guess it was a different band playing different songs but the journey started there. And then Scott McConaughey who plays guitar joined next and he is actually a saxophonist and plays under his own name often playing improvised music and jazz as well, collaborating with other people in that genre and then there's Maria Moles who is the drummer and she plays with Jala and other groups here and there and also plays solo I guess it's improvised music as well but pretty different to the style that Scott plays and then Jules Pascoe is the bass player and he plays with Jazz Party and he also plays in Ruby Jones's band, which is kind of like a pop rock band. And Husky, he's been with them for a while. They're a pop band, yeah. What have you guys had to do in order to, as you were just saying, you're sort of considering the next part of writing some new songs. What is the way that you write, that, write them in isolation? Are you the person who puts together maybe some chords or a basic kind of jam and then sends it out to the group and they say, yeah, you're nay or... Who are the people who sort of put the, the pieces together first and, and send something out? Well, so far it's always been myself. So I usually write the basic structure of the song, which may include melody, lyrics and chords, although I tend to write, but rather than filling it out with chords, I tend to write like imply chords by through the different single lines that are in there and then so I'll make a little demo and then send it to everybody they'll have a listen usually I'm pretty fussy with what gets to the stage of being sent to the band so apart from Scott who's my partner and I'll often show him I'll work on songs for a while and show him and it's really good for me to know if my instincts in pursuing or not pursuing certain parts of songs are right because he gives really good feedback. So that's really helpful. I guess um, he kind of helps to guide my, you know, like if I'm, if I think something's maybe a little bit shit, he'll usually confirm that for me, which is nice. And then I can let it go, for example, or I can work harder on it. And then 
Yeah, and then once everyone's heard the demos, we just start rehearsing the songs. Most of them will make it through to actually being a part of our repertoire and then one or two will just go, oh, this isn't working. But, yeah, everyone fills in their own parts for the most part unless I've got a key bass line or guitar line or something like that in the song. But everyone's free to, once the structure of the song is there, to bring their own personality to it, I guess. Yeah, you spoke a little bit about getting a little bit older as well as musicians. I mean, I'm in my 30s too, so let's not say it's older, but you, you, you take my point nonetheless. Has the approach changed for all of you now? I mean, I guess, you know, in a really simplistic way, you might have in your early 20s just write, trying to write three or four chord punk songs and then in your 30s, things change, your approach to music changes, you have to think realistically, you know, about some of those tiresome things that you mentioned about, you know, touring a five-person band that doesn't want to sleep on on grungy couches and things like that. But just so much to the music. I mean, you guys, five people in a group, it's becoming increasingly old school now to find five people who are happy to compromise and, and make music that will actually make everybody happy. How has it changed for you over the last decade in, in putting something together? Well, I guess, well, yeah, I think for me, as I've gotten older, the songs have probably become more unique and a little bit weird, more weird <laughs> than when I was younger. So I guess that doesn't help with trying to be successful in touring. So that's not really my goal. Although I do hope that if our approach kind of remains dedicated to what we believe in musically, that eventually um, that is a longer lasting you know, can provide for a longer lasting career and opportunities anyway. And musically, I guess I was writing from a folk point of view before. So the melodies were, yeah, I never really wrote, wrote punk songs. The melodies were always really important to me and I'd try to find interest in the melodies. I guess these days the pop structure is very important to me as well and the putting some fun some fun or some light into the music so it's not so heavy I think I used to write heavier songs lyrically as well although they still are pretty serious I guess now I try to celebrate the hope and the maybe the aha moments that you have in life as you're going along yeah as a group I don't know, I think you maybe chill out a little bit as you get older and have a little bit more perspective musically and have played with a bunch of different people. And, yeah, we just try to keep things fairly relaxed in the band and everyone's got a really strong individual practice musically. And um, so I, I guess my role is to facilitate the band to facilitate us having gigs, to faci facilitate the material. And um, then we just leave it pretty open. And I think that's why we're able to work together so well. There's not a lot of pressure as a group to repeat anything that we've heard anywhere else, but just allow our influences to kind of individual influences to inform what happens in the band. 
I think, um, and, and Candle is a really good expression of this idea where you've spoken, the sentiment of the truth candle is repeated throughout it. I would assume that the truth candle in and of itself perhaps means something different to every single member of that band. And that's what makes these songs so interesting. I think I remember someone talking about how um, every single time Bob Dylan had sung Idiot Wind, someone else was the idiot on every single occasion is what made it such an interesting song to you today. Now, what is the truth candle? What, what is the importance of it? Yeah, that's a good question. I guess truth telling is present in so many different aspects of life and the importance of it. So while the song was originally birthed out of a truth telling in my family, which affected my life, greatly it's also really relevant to society and there are so many lies and covering up of truth which are causing so much pain for people and so I guess the truth candle uh well I didn't find this out until after I wrote the song and I I didn't really know what the words truth candle meant it was sort of just a concept that I thought that I had come up with and then I did some research and the truth candle is in Dungeons and Dragons, that game, that kind of nerdy computer game, which my brother used to play when I was growing up. And it causes, oh, and I don't know if they're enemies, but whoever's in the game, if, if they fall under the spell of the truth candle, they have to tell the truth for 10 minutes or something like this. And so I guess that's a mystical kind of in a magic context where the truth candle exists. But in reality, there are opportunities for people to tell truth, tell the truth all the time or to not tell the truth. So I guess especially people in power are really responsible for what they choose to do. And then as people who, you know, are just citizens but maybe don't have as much power we we still do have a personal responsibility and some power in our community to learn the truth and to repeat the truth to get to a better place as a society i guess and uncover those problematic um areas lisa i think that's a great point to finish up telling the truth is deeply important now more than ever before now where we live in an age where social media is disintegrating, if in fact any concept of truth exists whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's been an absolute joy to have you on. We are going to take you out with Candle today. Lisa, would you like to um, tell us where we can find a little bit more about On Diamond if I was interested? Yeah, sure. Um, you can go to our website, which is ondiamond.net. Or if you just want to go listen to the music, Bandcamp's a great place to do that. Probably bandcamp.com slash on diamond, or you can just search us in there. And of course we're on, you know, the usual streaming places as well. Also, you can find out what you guys are doing on Instagram. I found out a lot about what you were doing as well on diamond at on diamond. I think at on diamond. That's correct. Yep. Lisa, it's been a joy. Could you please give me an introduction to candle to take us out? Sure, thanks for having me as well. This is Candle by On Diamond.